0: Understanding, making connections. This is Indigo Radio. This is WVEW LP Brattleboro 107.7 FM, your community radio station. Also streaming live online at www.wvew.org. Again, this is Indigo Radio, deepening understanding, making connections. We're on the air every Sunday at noon. We're a group of educators seeking to learn through engaging with others in our community and throughout the world. You can also find us on Facebook at Indigo Radio and on Instagram. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests, not the radio station.
1: So, my name is Becca. I am a teacher in Springfield, Vermont. And that was Lauren Pearlstein that you just heard. Hello. And last week on the show, Michaela and Anna discussed mental illness, stigma, criminalization, and how we get our needs taken care of along with taking care of each other. They interviewed Calvin Moyen and Hannah, who are both community members in Brattleboro. Check out the show on Facebook if you didn't listen to it yet. And
0: this week, we're really excited to bring, the, bring forth the voices of students who participated in the National Walkout Day on March 14th. One million students across the US walked out of their classes for marches and moments of silence at 10 a.m. in all 50 states and with international ac- acts of solidarity as well. Students' actions ranged from moments of silence for the 17 victims of the Parkland Massacre to rallies and marches demanding that members of Congress stop taking money from the NRA and make decisions instead that contribute to ending gun violence.
1: And you know, uh, Lauren and I are both public school teachers and so we've been really excited about doing this show ever since we first heard out heard about the planned walkouts and we're really excited today that you, we're going to be you're going to be hearing the voices from students at Putney Central School. Riverside Middle School in Springfield, Vermont, from Bronx Latin in New York City, as well as students' voices from the BUHS walkouts that had close to 300 people outside, about one-third of the school walked out. And they're gonna be sharing their thoughts about violence um, and what they wanna see for the future. So we're gonna first play a clip from Democracy Now and it's from young people who are part of the walkouts in New York City.
2: Historic day of action. More than a million students from over 3,000 schools walked out of classes to protest gun violence on Wednesday. Walkouts occurred in all 50 states, as well as some schools overseas. This was the scene
3: outside one school here in New York City. No,
4: the High School of Fashion Industries and today we're here
3: to protest against what happened at Parkland. We're here to stop gun violence in schools and everywhere. I go to High School of Fashion Industries and we're here protesting gun violence all across America. Guns don't solve problems, they create problems. And obviously, as you can see, we all feel strongly about this. This is something that's been going on for far too long. And if people, if adults aren't going to take action, we need to take action. industry. We are protesting to disarm the NRA and the mass school shootings that have happened across the country. It has to end now. And it starts with every school protesting. And we are here today to stop this shooting. Today, every school should walk out
1: And that was a clip again of students in New York City walking out of their schools. And I mean, Lauren, I feel so much energy just hearing them chanting, no guns, no violence. I'm a student, not a target and disarm the NRA. Absolutely. Yeah. You can
0: just tell in the, in the way that they were, they were speaking there, even in their breath, you can tell the the energy that they've put forth in this organizing and being out in the streets for this.
1: Yeah. And um, with more than a million students walking out over 3,000 schools to protest gun violence on Wednesday in all 50 states, as well as international protests in solidarity, it's some of the biggest youth mobilizations and walkouts that we've seen since the Vietnam War in this country. And so, um, you know, I think it's important for young people to know and to see this energy coming from themselves. Um, But I do want to mention that the youth organizing against violence has been going on for a long time. And young people from The Children's March in the 1960s in Birmingham when kids as young as six years old went out into the streets with the strategy to fill up the jails in order to end segregation, as well as the undocumented youth who are mobilizing today to demand a clean immigration bill that does not reinforce the militarization along the borders and of our police forces and immigration forces, as well as... Young people who came together after trayvon martin 's killing, like after he was killed by George Zimmerman, um, young people came together, the dream defenders uh, that was in two thousand and twelve and that's led to tons of organizing against the police killings that are happening throughout the country
0: yeah, at school we um, we looked through a timeline of all these various uh moments and struggles where where s- children and youth came out to um walk out of school and different places um and as we got to the end of the timeline this this current walk this walkout last week was not yet on the the timeline and it was a pretty it was a cool moment to to talk about how history was made
1: last week yeah so this is not an isolated incident. These walkouts. Uh, there's been calls for by the majority Stoneman Douglas High School students to organize a massive march for our lives on March 24th in Washington, and there's also going to be solidarity marches in Montpelier um, on that same day at the Vermont State House from 12 to two as well as a a continued mobilization on April 20th. That would be the anniversary of the Columbine shooting. So we hope that people will continue to support the young people and as well as showing up themselves to some of these important protests. Yeah, so the first
0: uh, part of this show, the first interview that we're going to show was a couple of students from Putney Central School um, who are in 7th grade Uh, Fern and Raina we talked this past week um, Thursday the day after the walkout and these are some of their thoughts Hi, so I'm here with Fern and Raina. Raina, what grade are you in? 7th. And you both participated in the walkout yesterday? Yep. Yes. So I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Um, one, can you tell us about your experience walking out yesterday?
3: Well,
5: it was like, it was a little bit annoying because it was supposed to be all, um, what's it, you know?
4: Silent?
5: No, 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 that too. <laughs> I'm getting to that. But organized by the students. And then we had to, like, ask our teachers to do it, and we couldn't walk out without asking the teacher. And, I don't know, it felt like it had less power. And also, it was supposed to be, yeah, like Raina said, we walked out there, it was supposed to be silent, but there was, like, a bunch of people talking, and some people, like, had been having signs, but then they were just kind of, like, holding them down by their side, and like, talking to their friends, and some of them were even laughing, and then there was this one woman who actually came out with her phone, started either taking pictures of us or recording, and she was, like, laughing and smiling and pointing, and it was really upsetting.
0: I see. What What about you, Raina?
4: Well, I had a lot of the same issues. Like, there were a couple parents there, just to, like, see the walkout, and there were a bunch of them, and they were, like, just kind of laughing and talking like it was a regular thing, and those were 17 kids, lots of whom were going to college and had lives, and for no good reason, they died before they really got to live that much, and I think that if you don't actually want to participate in the walkout, you don't have to, but you shouldn't go out and just see it as, like, a second recess, like, that was, for one thing, yes, it was supposed to be quiet. And for another thing, people were, like, laughing and talking. And when the... I thought it was really cool how people honked the horns when they were driving by. that you didn't need to scream every time they did.
0: I yeah. see. Well, why, then, did you decide to be part of this walkout?
5: Well, because it's just... I feel like it's important for people to know that even though we weren't necessarily, like you know directly hurt or affected by this it's still like it still like resonates with us and we still think about it and we're still willing to like protest against it because it's not just this one time it's like all like probably I don't know dozens of times before this there have been school shootings in the United States and it's not like right after this one. It's just like, you know, this was the, like the decider. Where it's like this is needs to stop. But it was like piled up, keep kept like piling up of all the school shootings, and it was finally like okay, like
0: enough so, is enough. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. What about you, Reyna?
4: Well, just there have been so many shootings, even just in this past year, that I found so horrifying. But this this is just especially though because these are kids. And I think that made it, like, it made it seem like a bigger deal to students because, like, that could have been one of us if we were at that school. Like, that happens at schools a lot, which is absolutely horrifying. And I think that even though we can't change what happened, we can't bring those people back, but we can keep it from happening to other people. And I think that if, obviously it would be great if we didn't need to protest this, but if it, if we don't, then it's going to keep happening. If we don't try and make a difference and if we don't try and change it, then nothing's going to change on its own. And its only, if we don't make it better, it's probably just going to get worse.
6: Mhm.
0: So to add on that, why is this issue important to you?
5: Because, like, it's kind of also, like, similar to, you know, like, we can kind of, I guess, um, I can't figure out the word but you know like we can relate to these people because they were also in like a school Mm -hmm. and stuff and they're students just like us and so hearing that like people that were just going to school just like us like innocent people just decided like somebody one person decided to end their lives and they did and it was just like awful and they were kids and I feel like it's important that, like, kids are, are protesting mm. this now because it really is, like, something
4: that also affects children. Absolutely. Honestly, it really scared me more for, like, my sister. Like, I have an older sister who's in high school, and this stuff usually happens more at high schools than it would at, like, a teeny school like this one. I mean, I worry about it for her because there have been drills and honestly real scenarios at that school, and I worry about it for my little sister because, frankly, I don't want to think that she, obviously, we're, me and all my sisters were born in the same generation, but I don't want to think that my little sister, my <laughs> the one who still looks like a baby to me, is growing up in a world where this stuff happens, and people send thoughts and prayers, but they don't try and change it. And that terrifies me because i cuz if no one stops if nothing's done to stop it then that could be her school one day and i never want that to happen mm-hmm. so i think that as important as it is that we do send thoughts and prayers that can't be all that we do to to make things better because it doesn't mm-hmm. it just it's a nice idea but if we could send thoughts and prayers and just make everything better then we then this wouldn't Sh- this shooting wouldn't have happened
0: cuz we've had so many others <laughs> in the past.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And why do you think there is so much violence in our society at this point? Like you said, Raina, you don't want your little sister to, you know, grow up in a world where she's scared and why where do you think why do you think there's so much violence and what do you think some of the causes of that violence are?
5: It's a hard question. I feel like there's not, like a, like, a one source of violence, but I think that, like, a big problem is how our society, when we see somebody who's, like, maybe needs a little bit of help with, like, their mental state or, like, how their, like, feelings or if they're kind of, like, all over the place instead of trying to help them we're just kind of like ooh kind of like scared in our society is to like the culture around here is just to like kind of be a little bit scared of them and not try to help them and just like leave them alone or like put them put them in like jail or someplace but it's really not what they need they need like people to actually just treat them like other humans and like help them, and maybe then they wouldn't, you know, like, maybe then things like this wouldn't happen, because I feel like it's, like, a lot of the anger comes from, like, anger at just culture and society, and, like, mm-hmm. probably some depression, too, of the people that are doing this, and it's kind of like, if, you know, if we had seen that sooner, and if we had, like, tried to help, then maybe this wouldn't have happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I think that a lot of what's what's what I've always found interesting in history is that when something bad is done to a people or a nation, it seems like one of the first things that they do is almost turn that onto someone else, on a different nation, nation or race or belief. And I've never understood that, but I think it makes them feel like they have more power. And I think that if someone was hurt, or if they feel like they were treated really unfairly for a very long time, like kids who get bullied a lot, like, that can send them into a really bad mental state, and it can trigger depression, it can have kids taking drugs, and a whole bunch of other stuff that, like, that's just not good for you, and when that stuff happens, if it's all happening to you at once, strings in your mind can break, and if you break the wrong string, this kind of thing can happen, and I'm not saying that because... He might have had something different going on in his brain that makes what he what the shooter did okay but I am saying that if we hadn't let the if we hadn't let these people get to such a dark place we wouldn't be needing to send thoughts and prayers because no none of those 17 kids would be dead so if we pay more attention to treating people fairly regardless of race and Sexual orientation or belief or anything like that. If we treat people fairly, people are less likely to go on the attack because hurt people hurt people.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: So I hear from both of you like mm-hmm. a, we need to treat everybody as equal human mm-hmm. beings, and that's when we don't where some of the where some of the the violence comes from. Yeah. So couple last questions. We'll try to get done before the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the end of the day. But So quickly, what are your thoughts about the youth organizing against gun violence? And finally, what do you think should be done?
4: Well, I think that youth organizing against it, people always. a lot of kids are told from a pretty young age, well, this is going to be your generation running the world one day, and you guys are going to be in charge, you guys are going to be our politicians and our this and our that, but we're, we don't have much of a voice in our community now, and I think that that is pushed at us even more. Like, you don't have a choice yet, but one day, when the world is probably even more messed up than it was when you were a kid, it's going to be your job to somehow try and fix it. And I think that if we wait too long to try and fix it, one day it's going to be beyond repair. And these kids have seen that they saw firsthand what the shooting did. That's probably going to scar them for life because they saw such a horrible thing happening to friends. And now they're doing something about it so that it doesn't happen in other places and to other kids. Girls on the run mm-hmm. Are now yeah. firm. I think that even though like
5: you know young people don't have the power to vote or like actually change the laws like themselves they can still, they're kind of like the inspiration for movements and, like, they can get things rolling to have adults then kind of join forces and actually, like, use their power of voting and being able to kind of be taken more seriously in society. They can use that power to make changes, and I think that it's important that young people are doing this because it kind of, like inspires and motivates people even if they can't directly change it.
0: Awesome. And any final thoughts about what should be done?
4: Well, I think that the most important thing is that we actually have to talk about it. We have to talk about how this stuff is an issue. A lot of the time, especially in America, we tend to think that, oh, well, if we ignore it long enough, people will just forget about it and something else will happen, maybe something good this time so that we can't remember all the horrible stuff that happened it's it's like with racial bias or slavery like you think that oh well we don't have to worry about that because that happened so long ago but all that bias is still happening and all this violence is still happening and if we don't talk about it and try and keep people from
0: going down that path then they're going to and it's going to get worse Mm Mhm. so talking about it and through that studying it yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely instead
5: of kind of being like like I don't know, like a little bit scared to talk about it, or like, you know, like hush hush. Look, it makes us uncomfortable. Yeah, like it having makes us the uncomfortable, courage, or like yeah, yeah, something like that, just to kind of be like, actually, no, like this is something that actually needs to be talked about, and it can't just be something that we kind of put in the back of our minds because we're too scared or too upset to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you both so much. I know it's the end of the day; you gotta run. <laughs> All right, we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you. Welcome back. This is Indigo Radio. You just were listening to interviews from Putney Central students, Raina and Fern. And I mean, Lauren, it's amazing the ideas that they're bringing forward um, about how we need to care for one another. And I was thinking about this quote that we must humanize the world so that no one can pull the trigger. Absolutely. I I heard that theme woven
0: throughout. Um, What... Um, these two girls were saying, and and Fern at the end mentioning that how children and youth are the inspiration for you know adults to to be making changes, and I absolutely couldn't agree more. So I want to thank both of my students, Reyna and Fern, for um, all of their thoughts and willingness to do this interview.
1: So let's go to the other interview from Putney Central that Zoe, another student of Lauren's, is going to share her thoughts. All right, here we go. Hi,
0: Zoe. Hello. Can you tell us what grade you are in?
8: I'm in eighth grade.
0: At Putney Central School. Yes. So I wanted to ask you, because you participated in the walkout. Yes. Um, what, can you just tell us about your experience doing the walkout?
8: Well... It wasn't much. Not a lot of students participated in it. Some from younger grades made signs, some from older grades made signs. There was not a lot of 8th graders, but me and my friend Josie made a sign in art class and then just went out and had a silent protest for 17 minutes.
0: So it was mostly silent?
8: Yes, it was mostly silent. Uh, We were interrupted by some rather loud 4th graders at one point, but
0: other than that, yeah. And whose decision was it to be silent?
8: Um, I think, like... It wasn't really anybody's decision. Just kind of consensus? Kind of,
0: yeah. So why did you decide to be part of the walkouts, and why is this issue important to you? Well,
8: this was a horrible tragedy. There's been many, um, but it was an issue that I feel is very important and needs to be spread more, and uh, it was something that... I care about, so, and that me and my friends do, so we were like, hey, why don't we, like, show that we care about this by protesting it.
0: Uh-huh. Awesome. So, now I wanted to ask you about why you think there's so much violence in our society, and what do you think are some of the causes of that violence? Because violence is one of the connecting... Pieces to what happened in Park uh, to the students in Parkland. So I wanted to just get your comments on that.
9: Um.
8: Well, that's kind of hard. There's a lot of different causes. Some people.
0: Hmm. It is a hard question.
8: Yeah, because like there are so many different causes, but there's not like one definitive thing. Some people have just been raised to think of it as normal. Some people have trouble expressing their emotions in a way that is not harmful. Some people think that's the only way that they're going to be able to get their point across. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all I can think of at the moment.
0: Great. So what are your thoughts about the current youth organizing around gun violence?
8: I think it's great. I think if our parents can't do this then we should I think that we since we're the next generation and we obviously have a lot of power that we should use it
0: Mm -hmm.
8: um yeah
0: awesome and finally what do you think should be done
8: well I obviously think stricter gun laws for sure I think the age should be raised a little bit I don't think it should be completely impossible to buy a gun, but I think it should. There should be more laws in place to make sure that they don't fall into the wrong hands. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Zoe. Yeah, of course. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Welcome back. You are listening to WVEW LP Brattleboro one hundred seven point seven FM, and this is Indigo Radio. We're on the air right now with myself, Becca, who's a teacher in Springfield. And,
0: and Lauren, I'm a librarian
1: at Putney Central School. And a shout out to Ajane who's in the room with us here. And I also um, just wanted to say, you know, we're in Brattleboro. This is our Brattleboro community radio station. And so we just really want to get like really say how um, great it is that so many students participated in the walkouts in this town alone, let alone across Vermont and the country. And so we wanted to play you some of the voices now from BUHS, the high school, where 300 students walked out, about one-third of the high school population. So this is a, a woman speaking, or a girl, student speaking, I'm sorry that I don't know her name, from the walkouts on Wednesday at BUHS.
3: When is the time to talk about guns? No! Not the mentally ill, not a lack of security in our schools. Yeah, 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 Lawmakers are so ready to turn the focus away from guns and onto the mentally ill after a mass shooting, and then completely ignoring the massive mental health problem our country has in every other second. I keep blaming the mentally ill for these shootings when they are not the ones causing them. Yeah. Yeah. Statistics show that less than deaths are carried out by people with a diagnosed mental illness. Saying this is a mental health problem is incredibly alienating to the one in five people in America who have a mental illness.
1: So I we're back that? with Indigo Radio, um, and I just love that. I feel like she really well um, articulated we need to be talking about guns. Anything other than that is pushing aside the real issue at hand, um, and that we, when it's useful, politicians want to blame it on mental health, but then they continue to cut services for mental health the majority of the time. And that's something that my students have really um, connected that when we talk about violence, we need to talk it about uh, what services, like what support people have in our society mm-hmm. and how the lack of funding for healthcare in general is one of the reasons why, um, or it probably is more of like a repercussion of the violence in our society than anything else.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And so next we're gonna play. We I got the chance to talk to uh, Lucia Mori, who is a high school senior at B U H S just this morning, um, and she'll talk a little bit about her experience organizing and um, what the walkout was like at B U H S. And so here is Lucia. Hi Lucia. Hi Lauren. How are you doing today? Hi, I am doing alright. Well thank you so much for being with us on the radio today. Um, we're so happy to talk with you. Um, yeah, thank you. You were, you're a senior at BUHS mm-hmm. and you were one of the organizers for this walkout this past Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So can you just talk a little bit about how this process went and what your month of organizing was like? Um, well, uh,
2: it's definitely been a crazy month, not just because of the walkout, because of everything that's happening um, in the world, in my life, uh, like, you know, just being a senior is crazy enough, and there's a lot going on, but um, it's been really good to work with the other other people who have sort of risen to the challenge of of organizing. Um, Cassie Dunn and Molly Derling and I um, have... Uh, sort of di- been dividing the like bigger things that you really have to have like a person to do, like you know call a town and get the road closed or whatever Molly did that it was totally awesome um, and um, so that's been that 's been incredible working with them and then also having a lot of other students um, really just being like, Hey, what can I do? Um, a lot of students um, I think if I was going to say like a- an organization, pop preserve our planet slash protect our people. Um, are, like, kind of my my people to, to, to talk to and, and draw from and work with. Um, <clears throat> and then also the community, just getting a lot of, uh, you know, Facebook messages from community members saying, hey, I'd really like to support you. How can I help you?
0: Nice. Um,
2: SIT students somehow finding my email and saying, we really want to be there and support you. What can we do? Um, so each of those people... Uh, it was just really incredible to be able to be like, yes, can you do this small part of it? You know, can you bring that? Can you make sure this happens? Um, and so just, just like really, really beautifully being able to see all of the energy and love that's put into this, and the like willingness of of so many people to just work together and trust that some students can organize something, right? Mm-hmm. Trust that it's gonna be okay. I right. didn't have any adults. Uh, I just want to make it really clear that there were no adults telling us what to do at all. Uh-huh. Um, I've, I've organized protests like this before, and um, I've had people be like, oh, those, those kids, they're just, you know, they're under the manipulation of some kind of agenda. Yeah. Um, and that really hurts after you've done a lot of work for something. And so, I, yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> students. Absolutely. Students do this. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Because I know that... That wasn't the experience at all of the schools that the students really took.
2: It's took true. Yeah, I know. I know in BAMS that there was some teacher organization, um, which is just kind of like it's a gray area because you can say, well, they're younger so they need help, and then yeah. anyone who really wants to be a pain can say, well, but it was teachers influencing them, and, and so you just don't know if you're, unless you're there and. Um, yeah, I definitely feel that. I think in most cases when students are like hey we want to do this thing and teachers are like all right we'll organize it you know it, it's it's gonna have some it's gonna be affected uh-huh. but it's also gonna it has the true the, the students still want it to happen they're, they're being there they're showing up yeah and um, initiating it yeah but it's definitely makes it trickier.
0: yeah awesome um, so can you describe <coughs> the walkout at the UHS um. Yeah. Like, how many students? And um. <clears throat> so we don't
2: um have an exact number. I have been put it. I put out a survey to the students. Um, just like sort of headcount uh-huh. kind of thing. Um, and I haven't checked on that in a while, actually. But just from there were some aerial photos, which was really cool. I don't know. I think it was the Reformer. Maybe? Okay. Or the Commons. Shoot. I'm not sure which one. But um, some some. I think it was the Reformer, got, got aerial shots, which was really cool. And I would, I would estimate there were 200 students out there. Um, I'm not great at national an uh-huh. numbers. And you also um, had
0: community members <coughs> that came.
2: Yeah, so that was, that was actually unique to this walkout. The night before the walkout, um, after being like, we want the community to be there. We think Brattleboro is very community-oriented. We want, you know, support. Um, from the adults that are, you know, encouraging us to do this thing that we believe in, we go on the walkout page, and it was like, please don't have anyone that's not students there. Oh. They just wanted to be students, and we were like, shoot. Um, But we weren't going to, like, you know, try to stop everyone from coming the night before. So, so, you know, with respect to that and the fact that we didn't actually do exactly what they wanted it to do, I think there was some, some solid like, justification in having the community there. Uh, the women's march said don't have other people there for safety purposes. Um, so I, I definitely understand that. And, um, but it was, it was really good, I think, for, for the students to see the community and the community to see the students. Um, just kind of like, it's, it was sort of a handoff of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys are gonna be people who, who want to make change in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was, you know, it was beautiful. Um, Students walking out, the community there greeting them,
1: being like, yeah, we're really pumped you guys are active in doing this. Um, So that was Lucia Mori from BUHS, and we're going to play now a clip from her speaking at the rally on Wednesday.
3: We are about the change we demand. Children are dying. Who's got the power? You? Who's our you. Whose blood. blood? Our blood. Whose blood? Our blood. We do not feel safe inside our schools. This is why we are walking out today, one month ago, on February 14th. The 30th mass shooting of 2018 was a catalyst for the youth of the nation to rise up and demand national action. Who's got the power? Our to you. And who's got the power? Our power you. Whose power? Power who's blood? Our blood! Whose blood? Our blood! When is the time to talk about guns? Now is the time to talk about guns!
1: So this is Indigo Radio. Today we're talking about the student led walkouts on Wednesday against gun violence. And, um, you know, the power that students demonstrated with one million students walking out across the country is really amazing. And we're hearing from students, we just heard from students in uh, the BUHS district uh, from the high school and both from Putney Central School. And after our short song break, we're gonna go to students from Springfield, Vermont, and the Bronx. So, Lauren, I'm wondering about playing um, the John Legend song, Wake Up, Everybody. All right, here we go.
0: Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up,
3: y'all. This is Black Torture Boss DJ from around the way, and you're listening to W.A.K.E. Radio. Spreading tunes across your rooms from Marvin Gaye to Hathaway, from Nina Simone to Pendergrass, we pay tribute to the legends of the past and introduce the legends of the future. Special big up to my man Johnny Stevens, who shares his passion with us every day. Wake up, New York.
4: Wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed No more backward thinking, time for thinking ahead
2: The world has changed so very much from what it used to be There is so much hatred, war and poverty Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new- We just let it be Oh no The world won't get no better We gotta change again Just you and me Wake up all the doctors Make the
4: old
2: people well They're the ones who suffer And who
3: catch all, and the, who hell. Catch all the hell. But they don't have so bad before that judgment day, so won't you make them happy
2: before they pass away? Oh yeah.
3: Me.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. This is WVW. You're listening to Indigo Radio. That was John Legend. Wake up, everybody. So um, we're going to go now to an interview with Anya. She's a student uh, at Bronx Latin. And I actually met her last weekend at a teaching conference in East Hampton where we had a special caucus to talk about the walkouts. And um, a lot of the folks at Bronx Latin were there at this conference. And so we, I talked to Anya on Friday after the walkouts had happened. So let's go to her clip
6: right now. Walkout on Wednesday?
9: Um, the
6: walkout was
9: pretty amazing. Um, the turnout, I actually didn't expect it to be as big as it was. It was, huge. it was like 9th grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, and then when we got to where we were going, I think it was the congressman's office for New York, um, or the Bronx, I think, yeah, the Bronx, um, another school showed up, and then another one after that, and it was just incredible to see everybody standing in solidarity with the kids from Parkland, it was pretty amazing.
6: That's really great. What was the planning process like for you all at Bronx Latin? And why did you personally decide to be part of the walkout?
9: Um, I think the planning process was pretty simple. It was just like some kids were already planning on walking out by themselves, but the president of the NHS sent out an email saying, oh, like we should like meet up and just discuss walking out together. And that's what we did. It was pretty simple. We just, like, discussed it, and then on Monday, we met up again, made posters, and then on Wednesday, we left.
6: How many people walked out?
9: Um, how many? It was a lot. I can't, like, get an. How many people did walk out? Like, I think a good 150 kids, maybe? Or maybe that's exaggerating, but it was a lot of kids.
6: Nice. And were there any consequences for you all with your school for walking out?
9: Well, their school, the administration was very supportive, um, so we weren't um, penalized for anything. So they just kind of, like, supported us in our decision of walking out.
6: That's wonderful. And why did you personally decide to be part of this walkout? Why is the issue important for you?
9: The, it's very important for me because of, like, Growing up where I have grown up, you see a lot of gun violence, and it's traumatizing for many of us. And I just really wanted to stand in solidarity with the kids in Parkland because I it resonates within me with what they're trying to do. And it just, I get really emotional when I talk about things like these because, mm-hmm. like, I've had family members become victims of gun violence. I've had um, kids that I just know within the school be victims of gun violence, so it's something that I really want to put a stop to.
6: Mm. and it's close to my heart. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think that there's so much violence in our society, and what do you think are some of the root causes of this violence?
9: Um, well, this is a really tough question, because there's a lot of things. There's, I think one of the roots of it would be like society's lack, lack of like, emphasis on conflict resolution, Mm -hmm. Like, we're so stuck on, like, who's wrong and who's right, we're not, like, focusing on how to fix problems whenever there are any. It's more, like, it's always a debate, it's always a battle, and violence always tends to result of it, from it, and there's always, like, this innate sense of anger that so many people have, and we don't know how to channel that kind of anger, so it always ends up resulting in violence, and it's something you see already a lot in social media, and just media in general, that violence is so perpetuated. There's, like, whenever there's a fight that's recorded and posted up, it goes viral. Because,
6: I don't know, for some reason, people enjoy seeing violence. Mm. Yeah. And what are your thoughts about our current, like, gun laws and gun regulations in this country? Um, it's
9: shocking to me to see that kids as young as 18 can buy guns, and that bump stocks are, like, readily available at your local, like, six or more, that was kind of crazy to me, because Mm -hmm. I feel like kids that are still in high school and still dealing with so many things that you wouldn't, I don't know, dealing with so many, like, normal things, As like, oh, what am I going to wear to prom or something, shouldn't have to be able to go out and buy a gun so young.
6: Yeah, Definitely. And in terms of the current movement now, the youth movement that's being led against um, gun violence, what are your thoughts about this?
9: That makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. Like seeing kids my age go out and fight for a cause, it makes me extremely happy to see that they're informed and to see that they care about something and that they're not going to let certain injustices stand just because adults are constantly telling us to be quiet.
6: Like we've
9: found, it feels like we've found our voice
6: that's great um, what do you hope for the movement that's led by young people what do you hope that the issues that they take on are and what do you hope um, maybe people can learn being part of this movement
9: um,
6: I hope the government listens
9: <laughs> I hope that we're able to actually make a change because Sometimes it's not enough to just be angry. Like, you have to push for change, and I see that that's what we're doing. And I hope to see people like, you know, Emma Gonzalez, she's been very vocal, and she's been very much a leader in the movement. Mm -hmm. And she seems like one day she might, like, go on and, like, take office or something. And I want to be able to see people like me in positions of power where they're able to make a change in America.
1: So thank you so much, Anya, from... Bronx Latin, who joined us on Indigo Radio today. And Lauren, she just brought up something so important that for her, violence is all around. She sees it as a part of uh, daily life. And I think so often people will say, oh, you know, New York's a dangerous city or Chicago's a dangerous city. And they talk about individuals and they don't talk about the funding and the weapons manufacturers like and i think anya um if we went further on in the interview probably would have brought up some of those things you know of a lot of students right now are talking about you know that first chant that we heard defund the nra Mm -hmm. you know this is about uh people who are making decisions about our lives that are prioritizing homeland security over social security and uh people are like individually feeling like they have to fight each other just to keep afloat, and we're not taking a step back to see the big picture a lot of the times
0: yeah absolutely and and just that gun violence is something that impacts um, communities of color in ten times um more than. Than other communities, and um, is something that needs to be talked about and addressed in a bigger way, as well as we analyze, um, as we analyze, you know, where does this, you know, the question we asked our students, like, what are the root causes of violence in our
1: society? Mm. Um, and how does the ongoing wars and militarization of our police force? Uh, Perpetuate that violence that we see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So, our last interview today—oh my gosh—the show went by so so quickly. fast. I know. Uh, our last interview today is with one of my students in Springfield, Vermont. Um, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the school districts uh, who um, a lot of people, a lot of people in the schools, are really proud of our students for taking a stance and I know as a social studies teacher it's part of my standards and my curriculum to teach about taking action in our society and standing up for what you believe in and being informed and educated and I think the young people that we've talked to on this show today have really demonstrated all of those things
0: absolutely couldn't agree more
1: so here is Ari in Springfield Vermont Okay, Ari, thank you for joining us today on Indigo Radio. Um, Can you start out by describing the walkouts that happened at Riverside and what your thoughts are about the way that the school handled this act of protest?
7: Um, So the walkout at Riverside went well. Right when we got out there, there were a few whispers, but then it went silent for the rest of the time. We stood out there with two cops and one fireman watching us, So it felt like the two cops were judging us because the cops were, even though the cops were there to protect us, um, they probably had guns on them and they probably didn't agree or support the reasons why we were walking out because guns are in their line of work. And the walkout was to remember the 17 lives lost and to make um, government take a look at the gun laws. Um, I think the school handled it okay we got some lunch detentions nothing really serious but other schools didn't like some people didn't get lunch detentions so I don't know how you would work that out
1: mm-hmm. yeah so what was the reason that you chose to walk out
7: I chose to walk out to remember the people who died because of guns I also walked out because I don't think it should be okay for people to buy military weapons that are only made to kill mass amounts of people in a short amount of time. I don't think we should ban all guns, but take um, higher measures on who can get guns such as AR-15s. And I walked out to show support for
1: the friends and families and all victims of any mass shootings. Is there anything in particular that inspired you to walk out, like anything that's happening in the world right now?
7: Yeah, um, the fact that like all these other young people are standing up for what they believe in and taking a stand, um, that inspired me. Yeah.
1: So why do you think violence is occurring in our society today?
7: Um, I think that violence is happening right now. Because people have the opportunity to do something bad like a mass shooting and have lots of access to many weapons. Um, violence in general I think is caused by a thought of having fame and um, being someone who is seen as powerful or dominant so other violent people will like look up to them to set a goal to be like them.
1: Yeah, do oh, you think there are other things in our society that um, like influence the increase in violence? Like how our society's set up? Is there anything?
7: Um, promotion for like lots of weapons and violence.
1: Yeah. How do you see violence sold to us? Or um, the promotion of violence? There are lots of ads and commercials. Yeah. And so what do you think should be done? What role do you think young people should play? Um...
7: I think that walkouts and other signs of protests are good ways for young people to state their opinion on violence and gun laws. Um, Public speaking and writing letters to Congress is another good way. Um, In class we talked about having uh, better and nationwide background checks instead of in just some states. Mm Someone also mentioned that mental health checks could be done a few times a year, and I agree with that because if someone purchases a gum before they develop a mental illness, then no one can stop that. But if there are check-ins, then you can tell if people's mindsets and behavior is changing.
1: Yeah. And so do you have hopes for continuing to do organizing around this issue?
7: Yeah, I don't think it should be ended right after what? has been happening.
1: Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can follow up in the future with some more actions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ari. Thanks. So you're listening to Indigo Radio on 107.7, Brattleboro's community radio station. We've spent the hour talking about the student walkouts on March 14th. That was a call from uh, young people um, who ju- at the par- who lived through the Parkland shooting about how they want to make their voices heard, to stop funding the NRA, to stop promoting violence, and to really yet let young people's voices be heard that they don't want to be worried about going to school, they don't want to be worried about not coming home, and I just really want to. Um, say again how amazing it is the actions that young people are taking and I hope that they continue to learn and educate um, themselves and really build this movement.
0: And also um, to see what they're doing in in these moments and in these um, around kind of the specifics of gun violence, to see that as connected to many, many other struggles happening around the world. Um, and over, you know, of course, over time, seeing um, the ways that the, how the ongoing war in Syria is connected to gun violence and
1: weapons and, and things of that nature. Um, I mean, $50 billion a year are made in profit for the weapons manufacturers. Yeah. And that is also not just about selling weapons to other places. It's about the selling of weapons here in this country.
7: hmm.
0: Yep. And questioning the perpetuation of violence as entertainment and as um, and all of that, that has become such a big part of people's lives mm. in so many ways. So always trying to question and ask why that is.
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted to let listeners know about part two of the show with Nina and Anna next week about how many news commentators said that school shootings are not normal in the United States. Of course, they shouldn't be normal in the United States or anywhere. Mm -hmm. But Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, and Boyne are the biggest arms dealers in the world. Shootings of people and children are normal, quote unquote, in other countries. Thanks to these companies, Nina and Anna next week, will delve deeper into the global arms trade. So we hope you, that you can join us for that show. But one last thing that I'm thinking about Lauren is how students are rising up to the challenge. And therefore I think that we need to be as educators rising up to this challenge of our times as well.
0: Absolutely. And, and I can say that um, there's work being done in our district WSESU around um, solidarity. This is our theme for this year, um, that each school will hopefully play a part in um, just seeing solidarity as seeing our struggles um, connected. And so what students did this past week was an amazing showing of that. Um, And well, hopefully, you know, through studying solidarity more, um, see this struggle connected to many others.
1: And stay tuned for more information about Diversity Day on March 4th this year. May 4th. May 4th. Thank yep. you, Lauren. <laughs> May 4th.
0: There'll be some um, events happening downtown. So yes, you will hear much more about that.
1: And I just wanted to say, uh, Lauren and I are both graduates of the SPARK Teacher Training Education Program. And... We are gonna be having two opportunities for professional development. Can you talk about the first one, Lauren? Um, these I don't are, have it pulled up. <laughs> these are gonna be on March 31st. Um, Ziad Abbas is, and Jodi from Rethinking Schools are gonna be talking about how to teach Palestine in the classroom. And also that day we're gonna have Judy Dow come in the afternoon To talk about the doctrine of discovery and the eugenics program in vermont as well as practical applications for project-based learning we're so lucky to have both judy and ziad and jody come join us um, for professional development so teachers get signed up you can get some professional development credits that's march 31st check out our facebook page for more information And please send the show around to share Indigo Radio with other people in your lives. And hopefully we can continue to um, see this student movement grow. And
0: thanks again to all the students who were willing to have their voices heard on the radio today.
1: It was really awesome to have you on the radio. This is Indigo Radio. Talk to you next week, Sunday at noon.
2: Welcome, friends, to another edition of Economic Update, a weekly program devoted to the economic dimensions of our lives, jobs, debts, incomes the growth of some parts of the world economy, the shrinkage of other parts, and how it impacts all of us. I'm your host, Richard Wolff. I've been a professor of economics all my adult life, and in a way, I hope that that has prepared me